All right, let's do this. How are you, what the fuckers? What the fuck, buddies? What the fucking ears? What the fuck, Minister Fullers? There's an oldie. How's it going? I'm Mark Marin. This is my podcast, WTF. Uh, you all right? What's happening? I am. I, I'm all right. I'm recording this on a Sunday afternoon. It's a little actually before noon. I just woke up not too long ago. I have been having a hard time sleeping. Have you guys? Like, I don't know, like, I th- I may, have I talked about this before? I don't, I think it's an age thing. Uh, it's also an end of the world thing. But I'm not, I'm not really having insomnia at night. Like, I, I can get to sleep, but no matter what time I go to sleep, I wake up at like 6.30, like on the dot within a minute sometimes, 6.30. I can't track it. I don't know what the hell that's about. And I know some of you are saying like, oh, poor guy. I get up for work at uh, 5 yeah, I, I get it, but like like if I go to bed at 2 or 3 because I'm sitting there and I've just done three sets of comedy at the comedy store and I come home, I don't know what to do with myself, and I just spin around for three hours because I'm jacked up on, uh, I don't even know if it's, it's the buzz of, uh, of the stage, just back and forth, I don't know what it is. I mean, my, my theory, and I, and I, and I believe I've, I've speculated before, is that because people say that when you get older, this happens. That there are things that happen when you get older. You, you get shorter. Things begin to ache, apparently. Though I'm not having much of that. Things start breaking down. You have to decide what it is you can accept or not accept. Like, my big toes are fucked up. I don't know. What am I going to do about it? Because well, yeah, I imagine if I go somewhere, to the, if I go to the big toe doctor, that uh, they want to cut my toes open and fuck with my joints. And then I could uh, you know, be, uh, you know, quote, unquote, uh, recovering for God knows how long, because I, I've got these weird bone spurs or bunions or whatever the fuck they are. And and uh, the truth is, if I wear the right shoes, uh, they don't hurt that much. And if I wear the wrong shoes, they, they, they're fucking terrible. But, uh, you know, how much time do I got left? I'll, uh, I'm going to live with that one. But, uh, but the idea that you, you need less sleep as you get older is, I think, fundamentally some part of you knows that maybe you're running out of time. And that, uh, you know, you're up and it's sort of your body's way or the, or the God's way of saying, hey, you may not want to be up, but you know, the time is limited, man. So uh, sit there and realize that or get up and do something. Right? Lil Rel Howery is on the show. That's a, a, the, there's so many ways that name is hard for me to say because I have problems with my L's and uh, W-E's. Lil Rel Howery is here he's a great comedian he's got a movie coming out uh it's called uncle drew it's coming out this friday june 29th Uh, i was happy to talk to him so thank you all for the support and for donating to the uh uh, texas raices uh for the immigration uh clusterfuck me and the uh, glow girls uh, did a little um Public service uh, PSA that we posted on Instagram. We, you know, we all sent little pieces, and Betty Gilpin put something together in support of uh, of uh, uh, services that uh, can help out. And uh, and on we go. Do not surrender to the attempt at a collective Stockholm syndroming of the country. Uh, don't become a brainwashed dummy. Uh, try to think critically. Try not to be overwhelmed by the uh, never-ending chaotic shitstorm of uh, randomly fascistic, confusing bullshit. Some very scary stuff coming at us. But you know, try to 
again, it's hard to separate. You know, how do you go on, you know, if you're of a, of a certain ilk, you know, how do you go on just living your life when things are seemingly coming unraveled? Well, you got to, you got to, you got to enjoy some stuff. You got to focus on things and, you know, where you take that focus is, uh, is up to you, uh, hopefully on proactive stuff. But it's sort of funny. I get, you know, I get emails sometimes and I just wonder if, if it's like, is this a, is this this guy's uh, way of being or is it, a, a, it is, is it a reaction? I just got this email, subject line, items on desk. Mark, let me start by saying thank you. I've listened to every episode and the last time I emailed you was five plus years ago when I referenced my concern regarding my own WTF-related completionist autism, a term Patton Oswalt had used on an episode. I also met you after a show in Houston when my dad kept telling you in a manner that was embarrassing but well-intentioned, my son is your number one fan. This induced a mild panic attack, causing me to get tongue-tied and mumble something like, I've listened to all the episodes. You were very kind at this time, signing my poster, We Good. Anyway, my reason for writing is the result of a thought that occurred during the Holly Hunter episode when she became briefly fixated on all the different tchotchkes on your desk. I'd never really given it much thought before and can only remember a few specifics related to these items, like you having to get rid of some when Obama came and also Jennifer Lawrence playing with multiple items, to the point I was thinking that it would be interesting to see a breakdown of which item was picked by which guests. With this data, the possibilities are endless. Are, are, are there correlations based on things like race, gender, age or personality type i'm not asking you to undergo this project i did consider that brendan may be interested in devoting some time to this kind of venture at the very least you could send out the following tweet hey folks if you've ever been a guest in my garage i was wondering if you remember which of the items on my desk you tended to play with during the interview as a refresher here are the items you had to choose from hammer stress ball etc thank you once again for all the joy high quality content and everything else you've given me over the years jonathan jonathan dude uh I, thanks for the email. Uh, it's not going to happen. And uh, I, I would like to hear more about what you think. Uh, like, you think that we can make columns and maybe do some sort of spreadsheet based on, you know, which of the four or five things on my desk and what it implies about race, gender, age. You know, you really took it out there. You took this out there, and I appreciate the input. And, and you're welcome to do it uh, just from the information you have of uh, people talking about it. I think that'd be a very small pool for the science of it. But, uh, but uh, good, thank you for that. He's, he's busy, uh, you know, Jonathan. I don't want to mock him. He is a fan, and, and clearly he has a brain that does this. But uh, wow, right? So Lil Rel Howery is here, and uh, I love talking to him. I thought I'd met him before, but I, but I had not. And it was great. We talked Chicago. We talked about comedy and uh, his new movie, Uncle Drew, which is in theaters everywhere this Friday, June 29th, is coming out. And this is me talking to uh, Lil Rel Howery. Enjoy. Do you live out here now? How long yeah. you lived out here? Only three years. Oh, three? Yeah. From Chicago you came? Yep. Well, well, I'm from Chicago, but I lived in New York for two years, and then I came here uh, once Carmichael's show happened. Oh, yeah. Was it a good experience <laughs> doing the network thing? Yeah, I mean, I'm doing it again now. I'm, well, my show, I just did a pilot with Fox called Real. Oh, you did? Yeah, me and Gerard producing and writing it together. Oh, really? Wrote it together, yeah. It's really good, but network is so... It's, like, I've done stuff from an acting standpoint yeah. for the network, so to be a producer and have to deal with, 
I yeah. added a little small stuff. It's right. a little annoying. Yeah. It is what it is. So you did it for Fox. Yeah. What was the pitch? What's the angle? What's the uh, show? It's, it's, based, it's based on my life. Um, what, it's just a version of it where I'm not a comedian. Mm-hmm. Instead of comedian, I made myself a nurse. You made, Oh, really? Um, I haven't seen that one. <laughs> I, I mean, I haven't seen a male nurse. Trip. No, me neither. That's what made me. That's what made me want to do it. <laughs> yeah, uh, but it's. Ba- I mean, if anybody's ever seen my specials or heard any of my stand up, it's just. Be- it's basically my life. I mean, it's me right after my my ex wife left with the kids and me trying to figure out. You know, trying to figure this long distance dad thing out. And, oh yeah. Uh, you know, it's it's really it's literally based on what happened to me for real. The difference is, I was a comedian, <laughs> actor, of a, yeah. a male nurse. You, and, and you were making a yeah, and you were making it um, the narrative of your stuff. Yeah, it's you, been it's really. I get to play more than one character, which was fun. Oh, really? Live studio audience. How do you get to play more than one character? Uh, I mean, it's the way I wrote it. So it's I just a, it's a twist. Yeah, it was not a twist. It's just some. I like shows like Martin. I like you know, a big fan of Eddie Murphy. So yeah. just to do that type of stuff. I play a pastor also, but but you don't you won't. Know, most of the people didn't know it when we tested it. To yeah, people, they didn't know it was me. It was really good. You had the makeup gone. Prosthetics. And stuff. Yeah. yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Full on prosthetics. Yeah. What like like what? I did like the cheeks. The chin. I made everything grayer. Had a ball. I did everything. I looked. I looked totally different. I just looked like an age pastor. It's very. Fu- <laughs> it's so funny. But it was fun. Um, yeah. There's gonna be more characters. I would introduce enough. To knock on wood. If the show's picked up. You like doing that stuff. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. I. I never like. I never did a lot of characters. But I. I mean, there's a certain style to that. I mean, like. Like Eddie will do like a dozen. Yeah. Sometimes. And that you just liked that when you were a kid. You yeah. Were like I, I, I thought that was that? comedy. I, 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 I like, oh, this is stand up. This is cool. So that's why I love <laughs> it. Just, but it's stuff. different putting this the, the whole get up on. Yeah, well, that's why. Like we like so the Lucas brothers. I know you talked to them before. I love those guys. We yeah. did a show called Friends of the People on True TV, which was, was like a sketch, sketch show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was fun. Where I got a chance to play a bunch of characters, right. On that show, and you just liked it. I, I've always wanted to do it. That was always the plan is to eventually do that. Do you do characters in the stand up? Yeah. So, um, if you, I mean, anybody ever seen my special, like. The one that uh, Kevin produced? Yeah, every story I tell, I've acted out everybody. Right. So I've acted out my dad, I've acted out my mom, I've acted out my Oh, so it's just, it was right there. It's just what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's I mean, that's a real skill, because you can really tell stories like that. Yeah, I you mean, get, Eddie Murphy is who, because you hear people say who they influences right. are, and they hear like, Eddie Murphy might influence, and then you watch they stand up like, where? Uh, but with <laughs> yeah, me, it's, he really influenced me, like, just those stories, like, Richard did the same thing also, just... Telling stories and acting the stories out. Yeah, like I heard it. I've heard it called peopling the stage. Mm. I did, which I always like that you create a cast of characters. Yeah, and you just move through it, and you can do whatever you like as long as those characters are defined. You can be as funny as you want to be in that character. It's a cheat code too. It's like a lot of times. I, yeah, I have a bunch of new material, but yeah. all I'm doing is putting the characters in different situations. So I've where people end up liking these characters, I yeah. put them in different scenarios. Oh, yeah, yeah. You just yeah. move them around. Yeah. Fuck it. <laughs> well, you were so good in that movie, man, that Get Out movie. I appreciate that. Well, you, you like, uh, you, you were the punchline of the whole thing. You were the tag. I was the tag, man. <laughs> I was the voice of the people. You guys did a couple endings? Yeah, we did. Uh, the original ending is way darker <laughs> than me. No relief. No relief. It was just sad. Like, yeah, I remember the first cut I saw of the movie was with the original ending, and I couldn't sleep. So the original ending, no one is saved. Nah, he goes to jail, and I go to the jail to try to like get information out of him. Oh my to help god! Him out, but he was just like he just owned it. Like, yo, come on, bro, you know they're not gonna let me out of here. 
Oh man! Yeah, it was. Yeah, it's very, it's very dark. <laughs> yeah, and and what made them? What do you think made them change it? Was there a discussion? Jordan changed it. I think based on what we already see every day. Yeah, it's like yeah, we already see this every. But day. that was the way he wrote it. That's the way he wrote it. But oh. he also needed. We needed. He felt like we needed a hero. Yeah, and I thought it was brilliant to come up with a hero that was just a friend. I didn't do any. I didn't kill nobody i just picked him up yeah <laughs> it was perfect but your character was always in there yeah all the way through i thought that was the brilliant thing about what he wrote is i don't know how many times we've seen from the beginning of the movie yeah my character said, hey man i don't think you should be doing it <laughs> yeah, from the beginning yeah. <laughs> right yeah from the jump so it's i thought that jordan is really smart man yeah I, i'm very grateful to be a part of that amazing cool movie yeah i was sort of surprised by it because i'm not you know i don't go see horror movies mm-hmm. it's not my trip i mean i've seen them before in my life but uh but like the you know everybody was talking about that movie and it was really you know i i just i thought you were hilarious and thank god there was that comic relief at the end it would have been a nightmare no it would have been a whole different experience it would for have that been movie. a different experience well yeah. that's interesting because i wonder if jordan was thinking like uh like yeah, that that was satisfying like, uh, he was being real and and that was the way he saw it with that kind of weird heavy-hearted horrible <laughs> that's yeah. that that's a real horror movie at the end there yeah if he let him just sit in jail but then uh what a what a great turn of events Man. for everybody involved i mean when I think about it, even as us talking about it now, like when we, because we reshot the ending like a month before the movie came out. It was it held for that long? Yeah. So he went out and tested that thing. Yeah. With that old people, ending, people were just angry. Though. Like <laughs> they, they loved the movie, but they was leaving angry. And it's, it's it would have been a whole different shift if we really kept that like that. Oh man, when you saw those lights come on, you know, coming down the road. <laughs> <laughs> just picking them up. That must have been. How long did it take you to shoot that thing? The, the, la- the movie? Yeah. Only I, Jordan said this. Now, for me, I, only shot, I shot everything in a week. Yeah. Um, right. A week and one day. I did I did the movie on my hiatus week of Carmichael show. Oh, okay. Which all movies work like that. Where I could just have a week. Sure. Yeah. You, and just you, shoot everything. Yeah, week. shoot it all out. Uh, but it only took him 28 days. Wow. Yeah. Are you going to work with him again? He's I hope so. We, I mean, the crazy... Now... We all so busy. Yeah, uh, I'm hoping to work with him again. But like, I mean, he told me once uh, once he saw the first cut of Get Out, he gave me a call and was like, "All right, get ready, brother. You about to go on a ride." Yeah, I'm like, all right, really? Yeah, right after that, the movie <laughs> offers. Knew. Yeah, yeah, it, it happened right literally the day after that movie came out. That's when people just started offering me stuff. I didn't really audition anymore. Oh, really? For like what? Like Uncle Drew that comes out. Yeah, what is that movie about? They didn't send me a screener. I didn't get to watch it. Uh, it's with me and Kyrie Irving and Shaq and all those guys. Kyrie had those commercials he did with Pepsi where he yeah, played yeah. the old guy that played ball real well. Right, right. So the movie's based on my character who who puts together this team. I lose my star player, my team, to my rival, this rival dude I've been yeah. rivaling with, for, which is Nick Crow, uh-huh. for, uh, for a while. And uh, So I spent all my money. I lost my team, but I still need a team. So... One of the guys at the barbershop, which is JB Smooth, yeah, suggested I go find Uncle Drew. And yeah, I end up like seeing him by chance at a playground, and he has all these fr- older friends. Yeah, that, that he uh, helps. We help recruit to bring us all together to play in this tournament. Oh, so it's a heartwarming thing. It's heartwarming and funny. Yeah, yeah. And you were the lead. Yeah, that's that's amazing. Who directed it? Uh, Charles Stone. Uh huh. Who uh, did Paid in Full? He did. Uh, well, that's my favorite movie. He, he's a what's up guy. He didn't oh, want to create a debt. Oh, he did. <laughs> <laughs> he 
<laughs> That's crazy though. So Chicago, I love, I've been going to the city more, you know, like I've grown to love Chicago just because it's a real place. It's its own trip. But like what generation of cats did you come out with? Did you, like, are you, you're younger than Hannibal and those guys, right? No, I'm older than Hannibal. So you're, Hannibal, I met Hannibal when he was in college. He opened for me when he was in So college. you were like a, a Chicago mainstay. I'm in between the old and the new. It's very weird line yeah, with me. Like me, but you're younger than me. I'm 38. Oh, you're much younger than me. So it's like- Who's the old? Who are we talking? Like the veterans for me was like Dion Cole. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Guys like that, D-Ray Davis, Corey Holcomb. D-Ray uh, Davis. Yeah, all those guys. And then like- under- So Dion was an older guy? Yeah, Dion was a part of the, like I was opening for him. Really? Mm-hmm. When did you start? Like what? Where, where were you? Where were you growing up? Uh, west side of Chicago uh, is where I'm from, uh, which is like near the United Center and and, yeah. and all that good stuff. I used to ride my bikes. You know, my friends used to ride our bikes to Chicago Stadium just to watch Mike drive off. <laughs> he almost kill us because he just pull up and just <laughs> he just drives so fast off. But when you were a kid, yeah, we just used to watch like the players leave the stadium. Oh That's yeah, that was fun. In uh, uh, like in fancy cars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, like, was it a, a difficult neighborhood? Was it, like, what was, it, what was yeah, the situation? Yeah, I mean, I grew up, uh, I guess it's almost cliche to say it, but I mean, I grew up in the hood pretty much. That's how, but I grew up with both my parents in that situation. Like, my dad and mom were, like, very hands-on in our community. So my oh, yeah. dad used to fix everybody's bikes. My dad, like, coached the baseball teams, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, my mom volunteered all the time. I remember it was a time I was embarrassed that they were so involved. Like, Jesus Christ, why y'all can't be like everybody else not come here all the time? Uh, but they were very involved. What were their, what were their jobs? Uh, so my dad was, a, well, both of them were CNAs, actually. Which is? Certified nurse's assistant. Oh, so you grew up with the, the nurse thing. But my, my, but my mom worked at my grammar school, too, at one point. Like yeah. She, like, the first time they ever let kids <laughs> to the school, that, like, these two little boys was, like, they had, I think they had HIV. Hmm. And she, she took, they paid her well. She took the job. But, like, it, when I think about, I've been thinking about, like, a lot of weird stuff lately. Like, oh, that did happen. Where, like, you know, early on, I learned, like, to not judge people because of that. It's yeah. like, it's such a weird kid lesson to have so early because people were so scared. That's when it was kind of fresh and nobody knew, like, you can't be around or do near that room. Or, and, and your mom's job was to what? Just to take care of them. These she two was, she HIV was, kids. Yeah, she was a teacher's assistant. So okay. she used to, like, take them home. And, and make sure no one bullied them? Bothered them, yeah. Because they were really, they were not just, besides the disease, they were, you know, Handicap also, so oh wow, she took she took care of them and, and that she defended kinda... them, but it changed the way I saw everything. Like I just see everything differently. I think just just doing your research and understanding stuff because of your mother's actions also, and and not to yeah. be afraid. Yeah, and I, I used to catch it sometimes because of that. Like people be like, "Hey man, oh your mom would like come on, fam. like I like." I've learned to outsmart bullies that way. Like, yo, you're an idiot. Why don't you do your research? You know what I mean? Like, right. as a kid. So, yeah. like, I was a kid that, like, that wasn't afraid of, like, yeah. I don't know. I, just, I got some weird confidence because of all that when she did that. But that's what she taught us, though. And I, I, I always appreciate her for even taking that job. And she had that job until they both they both ended up passing really young. Oh, really? And that's when they stopped the program or whatever. Oh, so, oh, really? Yeah. Well, so she was, like, a pioneer and no one wanted to do the gig? Or- yeah. That's sad, but I guess that's really what 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 having that engagement with the community is about is to instill confidence and fearlessness and and not judge people. That's what made me love 
the arts so much. That's why, I like, when I, it go, almost goes back to why I like to do characters in my yeah. my story. Like, I love people so much, and that's, I thought that was the first to to love those two kids. It was like almost like brothers to me. You know what I'm saying? So you knew them really well. Yeah, we 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 like their family became our family. Me and my brother. Like it was very interesting. I, th- I thought about this the other day. It's like you almost forget about little sections of your life. And, and what 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 else was wrong with them other than the HIV? Uh, I forget. It was a muscle disease too. I can't oh, both of them. Yeah, both of them had it. Yeah, uh. and one had it worse than the other one. You know what I mean? Like Clarence had it really. Clarence was the first one to pass. He's he's always in a wheelchair. Uh, and then Timothy, you know, he had it and got sick. It was very. How old were you? Like eight or nine. And they and they just became almost like part members of your family. Yep. And their parents too. Yep. That they became. My mom was doing stuff on the week. Like she didn't have to do certain stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And then and uh, so you had to deal with all that with the with the death and the disease. But it was like. It just made me respect my mom. She just liked taking care of people. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was dope. Like, yo, she actually really cared about like people, and it, I, it makes me. That's why I care. I love people. Sure. And wait, you have brothers and sisters? Yeah, I got two brothers. Well, had two brothers. I just feel like I got a sad story. But my middle brother passed away from cancer in 2013. Oh, sorry. Man. So yeah, yeah. So you got one brother. One brother left. My little, my youngest brother, who's probably been my muse. Oh he yeah, still is actually. I, like I just call him and we just randomly talk about. Could we talk sports all the time? Yeah. It's, it's like literally our phone calls sound like we have a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Just diving into the, the games. You know what I mean? You got to have somebody you gel with because that's where the new ideas come from. He's been like that since since like the first time I ever went on stage. And, yeah. I, I'm, and I remember I got booed at this spot. It's you Scott did? Lee. Yes, Godly. Oh. And we listened to the tape. He was the person I listened to the tape with. He yeah. was like, so you going to do this again? Like, I guess so. <laughs> was he in the room too or no no i just because i had a tape so i taped the yeah yeah i yeah. taped the show sure and i brought it home and let him listen to it and he was just like it's it brutal so, it's brutal oh man you want to try this again next week like, yeah. how, how old's that guy uh my brother's 30 what's he 34 now 34 what's, a, what's his business so which is so funny in the show Rail. The new show. The new show. Uh my it's based on my brother when he first got out of jail. Yeah. My brother went to jail for a year. And uh and I want to tell that story because you know, first people are like, Oh, that's cliche to make the black dude come out of jail for so, something. But the weird thing is people say that stuff and a lot of times it's like it happened. It happened. That, that, <laughs> yes. That's why I'm like, yo, it actually this is actually what happened. The weird, I, I was thinking about that the other day where it's sort of like just because a public person or a creative person or a comedian, you know, tells a story that that seems like it's a stereotype, it's not their responsibility to change their life <laughs> story. To accommodate, you know, like people Man. being, it's not political correct. It's just sort of like, you know, the, the reason why some things everyone knows about is because they fucking happen. You preaching to the damn choir. <laughs> I swear to you. That's ex- I, I thought it was, because, you know, they had a test group and I watched the test group, watched the show. Yeah. And I was like, One of these people like the stereotype. I'm like, no, but it fucking happened to them. Yeah. This is what happened. I'm not like. Yeah. Coming up with this, like, just, like no, this is what happened, right? If you get rid of stereotypes, <laughs> it doesn't solve the problem. <laughs> what do you mean? Like, so let's let's find a more interesting story that that is unique <laughs> and weird, but completely contrived <laughs> and has no bearing on reality. So that happened to him, and I watched. Why do you go to jail? Man, being around the wrong cats at the wrong time, right? And in Chicago, they tend to lock everybody up, it, even if one person is the drug dealer. But yeah. if you're in that car, oh, that's what happened. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and uh, he went to jail for a year. 
but I mean, this is why I wanted to tell this story on the show, and this yeah. is what I was trying to, you know, even telling the network, like you're gonna see the progress. I saw the progression of him, like it, it was, like he's now he's he's engaged, he has a great job, yeah. Uh, he has a baby. He just and he's just a smart. Like I saw him, you know what I mean? Because at first, me and my middle brother before he passed, we felt terrible. We was like, "Yo, is our fault?" Because did we just focus on ourselves and let him run around with these cats? You know yeah, what I'm saying? Like, what right. the, oh fuck, it was, felt I'm, guilty. I felt guilty. So yeah. when we got out. We were both really hands on with him and make sure he got his shit together, as opposed to go the wrong way. Yeah, was that you think it was a possibility? He could have, yeah, but I, I think that's a great thing about family, man. Like, and that's that. Once again, we felt bad because we were just. I was. I know I was focused on my own shit. Like yeah. once I left the house, I was just focused on comedy. That's, right. That was just what yeah. it was. I was on the road. I was doing all. The, sure. You know, I yeah. Living with two other comedians. That's just what it was. Yep. Um, but I didn't realize. Damn, I, I, I wasn't paying attention to. You know, this is our, the youngest, right? Yeah. We supposed to look out for. Him. <laughs> right. But when he came out, you know. Like hands on with him, I had him like coming to all my shows with me and shit, just to see a cool, right? Just see some dope shit, you yeah, know what I'm yeah. Just take him out with me, make and him feel part of something, part of something. Did that prison fuck with his head? I think it did at first. It made him real. He didn't trust anybody. But the great thing about it, when he went to like one of my homies was there too, so it was somebody looking out for him too. Oh you know yeah, so, oh that's good. Um, but at the same time, like it it took a it took us really like really molding and. And just when I think about it now, like he's dope as fuck. Well, just being supportive and, and yeah. you know, being there when he's got questions and yeah. stuff. That's great, man. And I put all that in the show, but it was so weird for people like that's that's stereotype. Like it's not a fucking stereotype. And also I wanna I wanted to show a guy from that situation clean up. Yeah. How's the stereotype that it happens every fucking day? Right. It's a jail full of people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's right. I mean, even they even I tell you, the test audience even felt like we wasn't hard enough on him when he got out, and I thought that was insane too. Because I'm like, oh, you maybe you ain't never. First of all, if somebody been in jail for a year, oh, whatever time, <laughs> yeah, we ain't gonna come out like motherfucker. Look at you, you fucking bum. Like they bet the, they already caught it. They was in jail. Yeah, and he's your brother. He's your brother. You come out, you're gonna love on him. Yeah, I thought that was. I'm like, who are these people? Who were those people? Who Just were, random people they pick they, to do to watch shit. What do you think it was? Because uh, like, it seems to me that that those kind of questions are coming out of some sort of uh, you know white guilt, right? Crazy part was black people. Yeah, it was brothers in there. Like, yeah, because that, that's not realistic that they just were supportive when he got out of jail. I'm like. What? Maybe, what? Maybe not your family. Like, yeah, that's what I thought was crazy. Like, they throw parties for people when they go into jail. Yeah. Where I'm from. Yeah. <laughs> so they can feel good because they go into jail. <laughs> yeah. I wonder what that is. I guess it's like, you know, the. I guess the weird thing is, is that for people who, who it's not their experience, they, you know, they think it's some sort of stereotype just because it's not their life. It's not their life. And that's very, that's funny. I like I don't look at somebody that grew up in the suburbs or, or, or I don't know. Like, sh- tell me what your experience is. I can't <laughs> yeah. guess this shit. <laughs> yeah. I'm an asshole. I'm just gonna guess your life. <laughs> and I think that's fun. I think that's what's gonna be fun about my show. Knock yeah. on wood if they pick it up. Which I honestly, and I'm, I don't say this about a lot of stuff. Yeah, it looks really good. It's really funny. I'm very proud of it. Who's the other supporting cast? Uh, Sinbad plays my dad. Yeah, and he's. He's something else. He's hysterical. <laughs> yeah, nonstop, man. He is. And you know what's dope about Sinbad? Like, uh-huh. Even when he wasn't in scenes, he would just hang out on yeah. set, man. Oh, but, sure. I'm like, man, that was good, man. I like it, man. 
real tell you, you man you're doing it man <laughs> <laughs> he said he likes to put on a show too Did, was he, he was hysterical yeah he was always on he always had a story like i heard some amazing stories <laughs> it's yeah. so, so funny the, the funniest story he told was so it's a video where james brown was in concert and right. michael jackson and prince i don't know if you ever seen the video at the concert mm-hmm. he brings michael jackson on stage michael yeah. jackson kill it then Michael Jackson whispers in his ear that he brings Prince on stage. Just a great video. First yeah. of all, I could tell like James Brown didn't know who Prince was because he's like Prince, yeah. Prince. He's like he'll call his name Prince, <laughs> Prince, <laughs> Prince. Yeah. So Prince is on somebody's shoulders walking through the crowd. Yeah. And a guy puts him on stage. <laughs> he's a little guy. So this is the story, right? So yeah. I've seen this video a million times. I get joy from watching. Like man, that's so cool. All of us at the concert hanging out, like supporting each other. And Simba like, uh, nah, Michael, Michael and Prince didn't like each other. I said, what? I said, no, man, they didn't like each other. That night, that concert, he described. I was like, wait, the video I seen, like, yeah, man, Michael Jackson tried to hit Prince with his car. Like, what? <laughs> hit him with his car? <laughs> yeah, he tried to. It's like these people. Yeah, man, he's trying to run each other over time, man. Oh man, it's crazy. They didn't yeah. like each other at all. Yeah. Yeah. So Michael Jackson brought him up because he knew Prince was drunk. Oh. Really? <laughs> <laughs> he ruined your nice video for you. <laughs> but he ruined the brotherhood. It makes it funny. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, look at this. Well, Sinbad's seen it all. He's been around a long time. He's a he's a legend, man. I, I think we forget that. Too. I do. I think he's a guy that doesn't get the credit he deserves. He doesn't because he delivers the goods like all the time still, and he riffs like crazy. He'll just go out there with nothing. That's why I wanted him on the show. Like I wanted. To... Did he improvise a lot? Did you let him? Yeah, we let him. We let him do him. <laughs> Yeah, who's your mom? Who plays your mom? Well, my so I'm I'm sticking to real life, so my okay. mom has passed away in it. But it is an episode I want to do that because he talks about it. Sitting, uh, my dad in the show talks about you know he's it's, things been different since his, our mom has been gone. Or whatever. Yeah, so it is an episode idea where I do want to do this flashback episode of just oh yeah, the just family Sinbad just show his chops. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. I think yeah. it'd be fun to do. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's 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 so because I want to. Who plays the brother? My brother is Jordan L. Jones, this young guy, mm. um, kind of no name actor. Really. Yeah, actor. I think he's he started to do comedy. So funny. Yeah, like, I I watched every audition tape. I watched everybody. Yeah, like, you I, got I, it. Some people don't. I realize a lot of people don't watch. Oh, you watch, they watch who the casting director yeah, brings them. I watch everybody it's wild it gets a little painful sometimes well you know it's, i think from being on the other side yeah. of it i actually enjoy it like you want to give them a chance if i have friends who yeah. just have shows they want me to come watch audition tapes with them i'll do it like i i, don't have yeah. to, I like yeah. watching audition yeah. i like watching what choices somebody makes. sure like, yeah God, yeah crazy choice why would you do that like yeah. right right <laughs> yeah and it's weird sometimes people on tape are different than when you meet them too exactly i mean it's happened a couple of times like with jordan i knew he was my brother yeah and I think me and Gerard was at dinner, and I didn't even listen to his audition. I just saw his mannerism. I'm like, yeah. oh, this is my little brother. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I just do it. Yeah. And then when I watched him, I'm like, oh yeah, this is him. And then my my best friend, which is, I don't know, I hate, I, 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 I can say this. So one of my best friends is Tiffany Haddish. Right? Yeah. That's, that's like for real. For real. In your life. Yeah. Did she start in Chicago? No. Nah. Oh. I you- met her. We did a show called Bill Bellamy's Who Got Jokes. Bill Bellamy on TV One. <laughs> yeah, and she won her episode in L.A. So they flew the other the winners from the other cities to Chicago to see our episode. Yeah, and I won my episode in Chicago, and I'm backstage and I'm about to go to the dressing room or whatever. And I hear somebody uh-huh. say, "That part, hey boy, come here." I'm like, "Who's that?" 
we gonna be friends. We gonna like, like, who the hell are you, lady? You know what I mean? <laughs> we gonna she be was, friends. You are so funny. Da, 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 da. We're gonna be friends. And that's, yeah, we came from. And you're still friends. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's where my friend sister. I put that. I, I we've never. I don't see a lot of platonic friendships. Uh, on TV, where they always men and women, where, where, right? Where because it usually end up where they together and all mm-hmm. that shit. I wanted to show just a friendship, uh-huh. and that's just what it is. Yeah, and uh, which is what we did a good job of writing and putting in the show. And it's that's played great. by just it's a it's a it's a it's a comedian named Jess Hilarious. Uh-huh. Like she became like she got like four million followers on Instagram. Yeah, that's how I found her. Like I'm a I was following on Instagram, thought she was fucking hysterical. She was like she got something called Jess with the mess, where she just goes in on celebrities and she's fucking hysterical and and that's her real name yeah jessica okay so but jess hilarious is what she's she's that's her as. that's what she goes as but she is she gonna be listed as that in the credits it, i think what we did so i think we put her first name with jess hilarious in her last name oh, okay right. um yeah <laughs> but she is hysterical and she was like the network gave me a fight for both of them because they both were green right she was right say. But she played everything really to any actress I saw. And yeah. I saw some really great actresses out here. And um, she played it. Re- I mean, I had to fire somebody, and that was tough. Yeah. At the table read. I was like, oh, what? We doing that? Like, you, that was the most, that was the well, AP thing. Well, I wasn't. An actor? Yeah. That actress. you cast so, oh, as her so the first? first? The first version of that. It's tough, man, right? And it was, you know, you in this meeting with the execs, and they tell you all this great shit and other little notes. And they're like, oh, yeah, so we, we have to get rid of her. I'm like, wait. I, like and they they did it to her last year, which is crazy. The actress, the same actress, after the table read, yes, Ugh. fired. And I was so, like, I stopped the meeting, like, okay, yeah, before we, okay, y'all know y'all did this last year, right? Yeah, yeah. huh? It's just <laughs> quiet in the room, like, because this is my first of all, it was my first time at yeah. EPLs up. So I'm just like, I'm green in the room. I'm like, okay, before we, okay, let's stop right. this. Yeah. So y'all want to fire her again? Jesus Christ! I'm like, I'm like, this is mean. This is yeah. like, I'm the only one to think that. Yeah, acting's a tough racket. I'm so. Aren't you glad you're a comic too? Yeah, I, I, it's, but it's like Gerard loves. He oh god, he loves being a producer. He's like a <laughs> oh really evil genius. You know what I mean? <laughs> he just loves all of it. Like you know, but so what? How are you guys? You're not running the show though, are you? Our showrunner is Mike Scully. Uh-huh. Uh, how do I know that guy? He's, he wrote on it. He's right, right. He writes on the Simpsons. Oh, right. That's uh, right. Yeah, yeah. He did Carmichael show with us. He's he's really dope. I, like and, and we just got a good group. Like Josh Rabinowitz and Kevin Barnett, who I did Friends of the People with. You know, right. With the Luca Brothers. Yeah. They were writers and producers also on the show. So it was just friends. We like how many a, people in the writing room? Just us. The oh, first for the, the first, first show. Yeah. yeah. So you haven't really made a room yet. No, I actually started meeting writers, to, which is always weird. Like I'm make, I'm taking meetings for something that might not happen. Like it's kind of. Right, it's kind of awkward show business. You know what I mean? You know, <laughs> got to do it. Get it. You know, you might as well do it. So I got to meet. I say just in case I get a show. Let's yeah, talk. yeah, yeah. If things are looking good and we really like your stuff, uh, I'll let you know. <laughs> but in terms of acting, though, did you did you train at all? Nah. Um, See, some people are just naturals. You know what I mean? It is just it, and it's from like when I was a little kid, I did like the plays and stuff. What do you mean? Like I did plays in, in grammar school. Uh-huh. Like I, I made the high school play. I was like in seventh grade. I wouldn't audition for. So you were always into it. Yeah, you I knew was, early on that that you loved being this, on stage. I knew this. I wrote a show called Name Your Adventure. They used to come on NBC. Yeah, that was hosted by Mario Lopez. It was only on maybe they only show like six episodes, but I was in it. Yeah, and I wrote this show like, yo, I want to. My adventure is to be on The Living Color. Yeah. And they wrote me back like the show was canceled. <laughs> Sorry. Good luck, kid. <laughs> You'll figure it out. <laughs> Your dreams will come true. You know, whatever they tell a kid. It's like, yeah. what? What? The show's canceled. 
I just saw an episode a minute ago. <laughs> Which show was it? Name Your Adventure. Uh, what, what, and what was that about? It was on NBC. They yeah. just like, just grant kids adventure. So you'll write a man. You want to be on Living Color? So, yeah, that was my adventure. Didn't you, weren't you part of a reboot? I was. That's what made it full circle. So I, they I were telling Keenan. Yeah, they, you, you should write those producers and say, you know what? It did work out, but it <laughs> didn't pick it up. <laughs> Dream told, came true. I told happen. Keenan that the first day. I was like, hey, man, you probably ain't going to believe me, but I wrote a show <laughs> called Name Your Adventure. I feel like I was the only kid watching it. Like, cause it's, like it was, every time I bring it up, like nobody else. No, was, I never it was heard a song, of it. Name Your Adventure. It was yeah. like a whole song and everything. It was on. It was it on for it was a long NBC. time. Was it on a long time? No, it just one season. <laughs> That's why no one watched it. <laughs> but I thought it was amazing. I was like, wow, this is cool. what? What was the angle on the on the Living Color reboot? I mean, what what happened there? Wouldn't it was Keenan? He Keenan, yeah, Keenan Ivory Wayans is still the man. Yeah. When we first got, so it was. This is such a. It, it probably could be a short film. This what happened. Yeah. Um, but. When we first got casted, the the new cast, mm -hmm. we were supposed to do sketches with the original cast too. Wow, that's a lot of weigh-ins. It was gonna be fun, <laughs> oh, but they were still there. Yeah. Know? So the, like Jim Carrey, everybody was coming back. Really? But the, from what I heard, Fox was paying them next to nothing. Like they, I think they was paying like they was paying these superstars like really nothing. Like uh, David Allen Greer, David Allen Greer, Jim, Jim Carrey, Damon Wayans, Dame, yeah, uh, 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 Sean, like, like everybody. Jamie. Everybody was coming back. Wow! And Damon was the first one. Like, nah, forget this. And everybody just followed his lead. So I remember the first day of shooting. I'm excited. We've been looking at these scripts all week. Yeah. I show up and like David's packing all the stuff. I was like, "Where you going, David?" Yeah, not doing it. And he just left. I'm like, "What?" Oh my and that's God. when we found out. Like, wait, they all left. So now it's panic around the set. And like, I had to learn sketches on the spot. So they was like sliding scripts <laughs> under the door. Like, hey, you in this sketch? You're like, what? So they're rewriting the whole show the day of. Yeah, and how many did you shoot? We only sh how many sketches we shot. Um, oh, it didn't even you didn't even make a whole show. No, I think we made we made a pilot. Oh. That's what we did. And so all those cats left the day of the day of. Yeah. Oh man, see that's a kick in the ass. By but show it was business. still fun. Though. I can't even lie to you, Keen Ivory Wands. It was, it was like well, everything happened for a reason to me. You know, yeah. what I mean? and. I became a better actor and right. all that because of that. And yeah. I got a chance to talk to it. Like I remember I used to sit with Keenan for lunch and the first few times he's looking at me like, dude, you can sit. You don't want to sit somewhere else. Yeah. I'm like, nope. <laughs> I don't know if I ever had this moment again, brother. <laughs> and he, and then he started just telling these cool stories, man. And that He's was a fun. smart guy. I haven't seen him in a long time. Was he just telling you about the old days? Yeah. Yeah. I, just, I love hearing those. I'm that guy. Like, yeah. I sit oh, yeah. you tell me stories all day. I listen to it. I love hearing just yeah. great stories about stuff. Right? Yeah. So, you remember when they did the tour a couple of years ago? Like, they was on tour. It was Sean, Marlon, Damon, and Keenan. Oh, I didn't realize. So, I went to see the show. I think I went to the one in Jersey. Yeah. And uh, such a funny story with that, too. But I went what? to the show. Well, when Olympic, the reboot didn't happen, right? Yeah. I ended up doing an interview and somebody, like, took what I said out of place and I said I, they said I blamed Damon Wayans as the reason why it didn't get picked right. up. I didn't say that but that's what they yeah. twisted. Sure. That was the first time I learned that can happen like oh damn you gotta watch what you say because somebody could just twist that yeah, shit. Yeah yeah. 
And I felt so terrible. I remember that day I felt drastically bad. And I remember like <laughs> about being set up. Yeah. And yeah. I told Keenan, I'm sorry, man. Keenan said, Don't worry about it. I remember I was on the road. I sat in my hotel room in the dark. Like I felt terrible. Like you man. fucked up. Yeah. Cause yeah. it went like viral for a second. I'm like, oh shit, I didn't uh, uh. That's the worst and you're alone on the uh, yeah. in the hotel room. I'm like, like tearing up, like, yo, I didn't I didn't ruin my, what the, I didn't destroyed my life. Yeah. <laughs> the weigh-ins are gonna hate me. The weigh-ins army. But Keenan, that's what he explained to me, like, bro, it ain't a big deal. You know, they, they have misconstrued. That's why you got to watch what information you give and how you say it and all that shit. And so anyway, I go backstage. Yeah. And Dame, <laughs> after he told and you. And was like, this is like, oh, this is wild. But I didn't think they talked to each other. I don't know what the fuck I thought. Yeah. So Dame was like, what the fuck did you say again? <laughs> and walked up on me. And I'm like, I'm about to fight this. Mother. Like the way he did it. <laughs> so now I'm a little nervous. Because David ain't a little guy. I'm like, fuck. Tall guy. And he just hugged me. They all started fucking laughing. I was like, I mean, fuck yeah. Right? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> do y'all know how stressful I was? <laughs> he knew. He obviously knew. They was, and that's why I, I love that family, man. They're, they're, they're really dope. And they're just, they all are so talented, man. I used to love watching Damon. I used to love He's watching. He's brilliant, man. He's so good. Like, you know, he'd do characters, he'd stay in them a real long time, and, like, it was just wild to watch him. Didn't give a fuck. He, I, I saw him that night, and I remember leaving, calling comics, like, yo, ain't nobody, none of us better than this motherfucker. Right. He's like, he's like, he's yeah. like he is that, he's yeah. the man. Yeah, and it just, it's, and, and people don't know him as that. I, that's what's so interesting, like, uh, I don't know if it needs to be another documentary done. I, <laughs> yes, just, sir. How can we save these guys' reputation as comics well, you know when what? they don't do it anymore? I want to. I wouldn't mind doing something just focused on the storytellers and the and the character work comics, right? Yeah, and just focus on that. Yeah, because doing this, like I remember when I did last comic standing, and that was one of the reasons why I was eliminated. They said my set felt like it was sketchy, like I was doing a sketch because I was in character. I so fucking long. hate when people do that because that's yeah. you know that that is what stand up was. Yes, like the great guys, you know, the guys who could tell stories, the guys who did voices. They all did voices. Even Lenny Bruce did fucking voices. You know, like did characters. You know, uh, Pryor, the old Cosby. <laughs> you know, <laughs> not you know, but you know the original Cosby stuff. Yeah. I mean, like. They were all doing characters, yeah, and that was what stand-up was. I don't like when people say, oh, you're a storyteller. It's like, no, I'm not a stand-up comic. That's the way it was. There were joke guys, and there were, there were story guys. I, I didn't like the way they started separating what, and that's what, I hate to say that, that's what shows like that does. Yeah. They try to control what comedy is. Yeah. And comedy is so many different things. That's why, you you know, you hear about some people who like hate Dane Cook. Or hate the, There's so many styles of it. Like, I don't. It's no way to put a finger on it. This is the style you should know, fam. And there's so many comics. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so many comics. So, but no, but I, I it's something that I, I get, I get mad about it. Like when they say, I, like, yeah, well, Marin's a storyteller. I'm like, what are you talking about? That's what stand-up is. That's the what stand-up is. Yeah. They, I mean, there are joke guys, but that you can't have everybody being joke guys. It'd just be annoying. I could, I can't, I can't do that to save my life. I can't either. I mean, I, when I write a joke by accident, I'll do it and I'll be like, "This is a great joke," and um, but I have to fight myself from announcing it. It's like I don't write jokes like this. Yeah, but I did this one. You know what I do is I usually put a joke in a story. Like I, I, oh yeah, yeah, I yeah. make the joke a story because right. like, I can't just tell this joke. Yeah, I, it's satisfying the first couple times, but then you're just sort of like wearing out. Like you get bored with it, right? Mm -hmm. 
Because it's, it's a, like, but I wrote this one joke, and I'm like, this is what why it feels so good. It, but guys who do jokes, they write a hundred of those. Yeah. Am I going to do that? I'm like, no. I lucked into this one. I didn't. I didn't write. It just happened. So when did you start? How old were you when you started? Uh, I always tell people it's almost two beginnings with comedy. Oh yeah. Because you start probably while you're still working a job or in school, so you're not doing it regularly. I started 19 yeah. is the first time I went on stage. Yeah. But I was still going to, uh, I was going to Harold Washington College and I was working. So I was able, only able to go once. So Yeah. What were you studying in college? Uh, I don't have a real major. I just went because I didn't want to look like I wasn't doing shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? I knew yeah. I wanted to do stand up, but I didn't right. want, I didn't know how to figure, I had to figure out a way to let my family know this is what the fuck I was going to do. So right. I was like, let me go to Harold Washington College. Yeah. Well, I don't have to have a because I had a college scholarship. What kind of college? For, you? It was a Hair Washington College, it's a community college downtown Chicago. Okay, okay, it was like yeah. a little small sure. school. I didn't really two year thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was like hey, I could major in math. I don't yeah, know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. just so they think you're doing something. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So I did that, but I was going up at the Lions Den, which is where I started going up. Yeah, I went there. I when, heard of that. Yeah, I used to, on Monday nights, used to, I almost got jumped leaving there one night. Yeah, from a Hispanic gang and shit. I used, to, I used to wear my hat to the what, left. What what kind of place was it? It was a small bar. Like yeah. I remember, you know, how you first start, everything looks big. Like, oh man, this place is big on the yeah. stage. You know? and, and it was just a mic. I went, yeah, it was just an open mic. And yeah. I remember going back and watching. Like, I thought this place was huge. This little <laughs> tiny ass fucking place. This, to me, this place was like the biggest. Yeah, yeah. It's very interesting. Well, yeah, because you're on stage. Yeah. So of course you're gonna think it's huge. Yeah. I don't think a lot of the places I started were huge because there was always so few people there. <laughs> but that's the thing, too. I I think once you start doing it in front of strangers, like yeah. you don't even think about it. Yeah. It's just an audience to you. So it was almost like that little small spot is a theater to me. Yeah. Isn't that weird, though? Like you go up, I don't know if you did, but like you go up for nine people and be like, life or death, man. Yeah. For nine fucking people. You'd be your whole, you'd, you'd, you'd just hang your whole sense of yourself on these fucking people just sitting there, one guy by himself, a three top, and then the four people in back, and you're like, oh, fuck, man. I, I gotta give it to him. Yeah, I gotta, this better go good, man. Oh, that's, yeah, that's so, it's so funny, like, I... Because I started then, and then what kind of what, what kind of open mic was it? Just a like just open. It used to be like twenty people go up. Like, oh yeah, so yeah, it was like crazy. Yeah, uh, and that was fun. And and then, where were you working? Uh, day job. I worked at TTC. It was a telemarketing company. Oh. We sold like all those, you know, call the old people like, hey, you want to build the, the, the vitamins, you know, oh, yeah, pills sure, and all sure. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just so nothing. Just below, all that stuff. Yeah. Soul killing yeah. job. Yeah. But yeah. you didn't give a shit. No, I, I yeah. needed the money. Yeah. yeah. Were you married then? Nah, hell not no. yet. Oh. Uh, I had to get married until I was twenty eight. Wow. So I was already. I was like, by the time I met my wife, I like started kind of in Chicago. Because this is what I did. This was my plan, right? Yeah. I was like, I went to Jamie Foxx's Laugh Palooza one year, and Jamie Foxx used to do this festival, Laugh Palooza in Atlanta, and I went to one of those symposiums or whatever panels or whatever you call them. And his manager was like, "Yo, the smartest thing you could do is be the be the man in your city first, and then try to venture out." Yeah. So that's what I did. I like really hustled. Like D Ray, you know, I used to see D Ray had a club, uh, Riddles Comedy Club. Riddles. Yeah, on Sunday nights, which was like everybody used to come there. Like Kanye, everybody used to. It was like the that shit. was the famous black comedy club. Yeah. Riddles Chicago. Sunday night. Riddles yeah, I, I think I talked to didn't they make a documentary about it? Oh uh, no, no, you're talking about all jokes aside. That's oh, okay. a different club. But like Riddles was the first it was just dope as fuck. Like yeah. every 
Yeah. Fine, everybody, dope. Every yeah. they, they was buying bottles of champagne. That's how crazy it was. So D Ray made a killing from that. Like he he used to do a night there. He did a night just Sunday nights, three hundred seats. He he got the door, and he used to sell out. We'll do like two or three shows sometimes. Oh yeah, and, and that's how he started. That's not how he started, but I think that's what helped him pay for his way to come out. To, he's a Chicago he's guy. He's a Chicago guy. Yeah, I just that's the first person I saw really. Like Damon Williams is somebody who we call the Godfather there, who's another Chicago person. But D. Ray was the first one I've ever saw hustle it and make money for real, like yeah. how to do it like that. Right. And I'm like, oh, I guess this is I want to do. It. He like it's like he figured out how to make. He sold comedy like it was drugs. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I was just I'm like, yo, this is brilliant. Like, yeah. Even the way promoter party promoters, the way they promoted in Chicago. Yeah. The the style came from D. Ray. D. Ray was like passing out flyers when people was going on uh, going to work at the train, going to the club, like doing that himself. I used to go with him, you know, and I thought that was brilliant. Yeah. But anyway, I used to you seat, were opening for him. I used to seat every Sunday. Yeah. I used to seat the people uh, to get five minutes. Yeah. Every Sunday, and all the comics thought I was degrading myself by doing that shit and all yeah. this other thing. But I'm like, you were what for doing it? Degrading, like like just it's not degrading, just seating people. Oh, like, degrading. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, no, yeah. I want to go up every week at the hottest spot. Okay. I will seat people, and he gives me fifty dollars. Yeah. I was the doorman at the comedy store. What are you going to do? You're around the shit. You get your time. You know what I mean? That's, but people don't. It's all fun because some people care about it image of like looking like they're somebody when you're nothing when you're nothing and yeah. it doesn't make any sense it doesn't make any difference i thought it either. made people nicer to me because i I would seat them and speak to them <laughs> so when i went up they was like oh it's the guy that set us you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah make a good impression when they see when you see where that but did you get tips and shit yeah uh no, i ain't get no tips no. <laughs> but i i it, i i had so much fun doing that and eventually i ended up hosting when d-ray moved to LA. So that was your regular gig. Sunday nights, you'd Sunday seat nights. the people, you give you 50 bucks, you yep. have five minutes, and, and just, it was just you two, or there was a whole no, bunch no, of no, people? No, it was a whole show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. was like Chicago, like comics from the road used to be so afraid because all the Chicago comics would come up there to destroy Like, it. who are the guys? You got people like like Leon Rogers and Corey Holcomb and Damon Williams and B. Cole. It's so many comics from that comic view, yeah, that yeah. gym world that was just fucking hitting at the time. But then I we'll have people like Tony Roberts and Cat Williams and we he brought Rudy Ray Moore there, Dolomite. Yeah. Oh, who Cat did? No, D. Ray. Oh, D. Ray because D. Ray booked it too. He brought Dolomite. Dolomite <laughs> was at Riddle's Cabin. And let me tell you, I opened for Dolomite. <laughs> Had a fun time. Great yeah. set. You did or Couldn't, he did? I did. Yeah. Couldn't wait to meet him, right? Yeah. He was nice to me in the lobby because I bought like a couple DVDs too. Yeah. Go on stage and shit on all of us for not having our own theme song. Your own theme song? That's He's like, these motherfuckers ain't comedians? You don't even got your own goddamn song. <laughs> you I'm like, what? Was he funny? <laughs> he was just shitting on us for 15. I don't even really remember. I just remember him like shitting on us about not doing comedy right. Were people happy to see him? They were. Yeah. Because he did, a, first of all, his intro was long as fuck. Because he yeah. got his own song. Yeah. <laughs> he had own. the cape on and shit. He had the cane. Old school bullshit. It was, it was, it was Dolomite, man. <laughs> so you're you're doing this every Sunday with D-Ray. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, And you get to see everybody. See, that's the thing that people don't realize about working the door and doing those kind of things in a bigger venue, is then you get to study all the dudes. Mm -hmm. You get to watch Cat Williams in a small club. That must have been great. J.B. Smooth was... For the longest, I had a tape of him because I taped myself that night, and I yeah. just kept it on. Yeah, so just funny. To, just to, man, it's one of the like to me one of the funniest people I've ever seen live that ever made me like I, you could hear me cough laughing. I got sick from laughing. 
<laughs> he's just so fun. like the way he milks a joke it's just like he's got that weird way of talking like, come on man you gotta do it like this <laughs> god damn man if you're big you gotta do big shit <laughs> you know, but it's, 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 he was the first headliner that was like extremely nice to me yeah I remember uh, I hung out with him one day he let me hang out with him and shit like oh yeah. shit J.P. Smooth let me party with him we yeah. went out and it was just fun. He kept asking women for cheese. It was fucking weird, but it was just fucking hysterical. I just laughed like, you got some cheese, baby? Yeah. She's nah. like, what? Some cheese? He's a weird dude. It's fucking hysterical. Yeah. So I, the buses stopped running and I, and I couldn't get home. She's like, no, you can sleep on the, you sleep on the floor, man. <laughs> and I remember people talking like, man, you know, I'm trying to get it, man. I'm trying to get it. You know what I'm He lived in Chicago? No. no. He just, he just, so he ended up meeting his wife. Who's, like this is so crazy like he didn't he's not for, he's from New York yeah cause that's where I thought he started but he used to come to Chicago we D-Ray love bringing him to Riddles like Riddles we love JB motherfucking smooth yeah it's so oh god like that's what's so funny about certain cities that get certain type of comedy in a yeah. way Chicago yeah. loves that shit yeah when you could tell stories when you could fucking do characters like they fucking yeah he was milking shit it's man. a show it's a show yeah and, we, and comics what I used to love about it when JB came to town, all of us were there. Oh, yeah? All he, of us were there. He had a real following. It was all the comics, comics back comic. there fucking dying. Oh, that's great. Yeah. I had no idea about that, about him. Man, it's all that. Like, that's what's so funny. Because, like, like, in New York, he was just another dude in New York. That's so funny you say that. he it, Like, the way I talk about him sometimes, like, to New York cats, they be like, I mean, JB's cool. I'm like, what? <laughs> what the fuck? He's a legend. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I love that. Like, so the style of the I learned how to milk a joke because of that guy. Sure, yeah. Well, you just don't. Well, you just don't stop. Yeah, you just keep pushing. Man, that that shit. That's yeah. a good skill. I it's one that I I never like. I just started in the last few years trying to do, to just keep pushing it. It's such if a, you can if you can find that that wave and stay on it. Well, that's funny too. I being a comedy fan I, yeah. I remember watching an old tape of myself and I'm watching myself kind of sound like J.B. Smooth like God uh, yeah, damn sure, of course. because so, yeah. I was young I didn't know the fuck yeah, I was yeah. Yeah. and I was, I'm cracking up like what the fuck was I doing what the? but I, that's but then once, it's so funny once you figure out you yeah it goes away it goes away yeah you still got the skill set but right. it goes away it's so, it's so common yeah like, I think I mean, people it's actually we people are scared to talk about that sometimes like yo it's, we start because of who we love so you yeah, tend to sound like them at first, and you don't know you don't know how to do it, and you don't do it on purpose. No, you just like you know it just in it, it's some it's a it's a way to get you just borrow the confidence mm -hmm. is really I think is what mm -hmm. it really comes down to is it's almost in, innate you're going to take you absorb your hero's confidence yeah and like for, for a while there there was like a bunch of Attells in New York there was so <laughs> there was Hedbergs everywhere for a while right oh god yeah. and then there. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like you, you just see it ripple through the community and then cats grow out of it they grow out of it so what was the big break when you just started after doing that when did you start headlining around <laughs> Chicago um fast really I mean like Riddles I just got good fast and when I started hosting Riddles that's when it started oh, to be even better cause you get to go back up every time go back every time is and that when I, you start working the characters well that yeah, yeah, but then I started going even like I started hopes I hosted this open mic that was like not even comedy. It was like rappers, fucking singers, poets, and just me like freestyling and roasting and impersonating, oh, yeah. doing all this shit. Yeah, it gave me so much freedom to play around yeah, and best. and insane confidence. Like I became this crazy little spot that was just a Masonic hall. You know, and you made the open mic. No, this, yeah. this dope dealer dude. 
<laughs> he was a promoter. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and it was fun. And as because fuck. it wasn't comedy, you could fucking you could experiment. Just, you could just play. Yo. Yeah, yeah. You could play with music. You could do so much shit. So that like once by the time all that happened, then Mary Lindsay came and opened Jokes and Notes Comedy Club up, and that's when the, my career trajectory is like all right. It's, everything started changing when she opened that club up. I remember I featured for another comic, and after I featured, she said, "You can't feature for nobody no more." You Who was that? You all can only headline. Who, who's your feature? I'm not going to say. <laughs> what, you, you gave him a run for his money? Yeah. Yeah. It was, that, cra- it was crazy. Yeah. yeah she's, like, she's like, you're not going to, you can't feature yeah. no more. You're headlining here for the now. Like, yeah, because right. like even if you're holding back, you yeah. know, like that feature spot's sweet. You know, that's what you get. You get some payback for that eventually. If you blow a headliner off, it'll come back around at some point. And it, but you know what's funny? Like, I like when somebody kills in front of me. Yeah. I like kill, please, because yeah. yeah. it, it makes I have to be better then. I yeah. can walk in like uh, that's what's so weird when you do hear about headliners who like who ask for certain features. Like they sure. know who the shitty features. Like yeah, it's perfect. This guy does it. Or if you're a black comic, yeah, give me a white comic. I don't want no other black comic on the show, <laughs> so I can have the only black opinion. I just like guys to do what they do. <laughs> you know, I don't want them to do what I do, but I want them to do what they do and then then do yeah. it well. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, I mean that's what's. You know, I remember joking with Hannibal, because Hannibal, it's so funny, because Hannibal, like I said, I first met him when he was in college, and he opened for me, and he, yeah. he kind of bummed. Yeah. Uh, but he was funny as fuck to me. I'm like, yo, you're fucking hysterical. I bought a drink at the after party, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and that's how we became cool, actually. Well, it's so funny, because when he started, he was different. And then he, but then the switch, like, I would literally watch this dude go from that to, like, right. a star, right. and I'm like, hey, can I open for <laughs> which is it's a which is that's why I tell people like you you it's good to be nice to everybody you don't know who gonna be right and, and also people get funnier like yeah. he was one of those dudes when I saw him when he was first coming around the alternative room was the only, like and he was a black dude that was like the black dude at the, the at the alt white shows yeah like he was that guy right yeah and I watched him and I was like you know it's good it's thoughtful he's smart but then at some point it's just like something clicked something clicked yeah right and then he's coming out with a fucking shiny suit on doing everything I mean he got music he became that guy which I love the fact that he, he stayed true to himself I mean as a comedian we don't pick our audiences for real we don't yeah. know who the fuck will be fans that's right us. we really don't know yeah and you know I'm proud of that dude and it was so funny it was funny watching the switch happen where like I remember I was at the Just For Last festival yeah. and I was doing New Faces Unrep and I didn't like my set because I don't feel like they laughed that hard I just yeah. left I let, I, let, I went up and left the venue <laughs> and Hannah was telling like where the fuck did you go I was like hey man I left man I fucking bummed I was like no you did you did great so then wasn't nobody laughing like no because it's all fucking execs here writing shit down they all looking for you yeah yeah I'm like for real yeah. I was like yeah I left I'm at a party with Russell Peters <laughs> I thought I ate it, but it was so. It's just funny watching that yeah. dynamic of it. But it's it's uh, it's even more fascinating when it turns back around. So like, me and Hannibal for no reason go to the Essence Festival the last two years. Yeah. Just last minute call it like, yo, let's just go to Essence Festival. Like, yeah. all right, cool. <laughs> and I remember we went one year, and you know, Hannibal walking around, people, oh, Hannibal Burris, like, look, you know. Then we went last year. This is after Get Out came out. I couldn't go no far. It was to the point he turned it to my security. <laughs> <laughs> he helped you out? Yeah, because I couldn't fucking go. And I've never had that before. And I I didn't think straight about like, oh, I can't just walk around. Yeah, yeah. The fuck am I doing? Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah, you're getting a lot of attention. Oh, my God, yeah. Like, once you take one picture, it's like, Oh, yeah, then they converge. Yeah. 
And uh, but it was funny watching that, and then like just watching us be at this cool place where you know, yeah, yeah, it's like, all right, man, we. I think we we stars now or something, right, brother? <laughs> cool, right? It's nice. It's <laughs> nice. And you're both good guys, and it doesn't seem like, you know, because I think some people become a certain type of star where they just leave everybody behind and you don't know them anymore. Yeah. I, I've, I've seen that a couple times. It's a good group of us that are friends, man. I mean, I look at the Lucas brothers. I look at Jermaine Fowler. I look at Gerard. I look at Tiffany. Uh, Tiffany. It's just everybody's cool. Yeah. Those are good people. And doing well. Like, yeah. 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 So jokes and notes happen, right? Jokes and yeah, notes yeah. happen. She gives me Wednesday night there, which was just a regular open mic. But I'm like, yo, I'm finna make this crazy though. So I'm like, and you knew the skills. Uh, I knew, I knew how to promote it. Yeah. I was giving away. I, I made like a comedy CD to give away. Yeah. So I would go to regular clubs. See, I, I never understood why comedians promote at other comedy shows. Yeah. Like go to an audience that that's that's not here. Like yeah, so I yeah. used to go to clubs. Yeah. And like it'd be a, a car full of girls. I'm like, I'm funny. I'm telling you, uh-huh, we'll see. Uh, here's my listen to the CD on your way home. Yeah. I was that confident because it was funny shit. And yeah. like it started being lying. I had a line around the building every Wednesday, mostly women. Uh-huh. Uh huh. <laughs> mostly women. <laughs> that's who you're handing the shit out to. Yo, that's what I because I think I always thought if you have more women there, that's gonna make the dudes come. Yeah. And that's when the dudes started coming and like like the dope boys would come out. It was funny. Me, I actually, I, I think about this it makes me laugh. I got a chance to like mold people into comedy fans. Right. Yeah. Like people that never been to comedy shows. Yeah. Like I taught them how to act at comedy shows. I taught, like it's so very interesting. Yeah. When I talk to these cats now, especially some of my homies are some street guys. Yeah. These motherfuckers like comedy judges now. Like his set was good. I mean, he could have, <laughs> like who the fuck are you now? Like you remember, you remember how to roast you for fucking talking too much? You know what I mean? Like, so it's, it's, it's funny watching yeah. that. Like, yeah. oh yeah, I got a chance to mold a crowd. And, yeah. But it became a thing. I mean, we had an after party. This is what, you people forgot it was an open mic. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. It was just a big people night out. People were scared to go out at my shop. Like, new <laughs> yeah. comments, like, I don't want to go up. This, this is a real crowd. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it was every week I was freestyling, and it, my chops got better. Like, I was just, like, my special, like, I look at the special I did with Ke- that Kevin Hart produced. Like, I didn't work on it. It was just like, I just did the best of what I did. Right. That's what you were doing. I, they're like, they're, I remember my age manager, like, you don't want to go on the road to work on the set? I'm like, nope, I got it. <laughs> Kevin, like, come on, Ray, you need it. No, nope. I'm <laughs> just do it. Yeah, I, I promise. It came out it. great. Yeah, right? it's like yeah, because yeah. you just know it. And, yeah, you know that that was. How Kevin Hart get involved? Well, you know, some I wanted, I wanted to be. It was more of a strategic thing on my part, but I I felt like I wanted to be introduced by the world? a veteran comedian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It thought that'd be fun, like because if I talked to Sid about it first, that's who I first talked to. Who Sid, your entertainer? Yeah, and he was down, and then I mentioned it to Russell Peters or somebody else I was thinking about. Yeah. So, but my uh, my agent at the time was like, "Yo, Kevin, Kevin to be great." I think Kevin would want to do it. I'm like, for real? Like, we talked to Kevin. Kevin was like, "Yeah, I'm in. I'm a big fan." Blah, blah, you know? Yeah. And uh, but that's why I did it that way, just because you know it was just an introduction. Interesting. Man. Like even like I wouldn't. So funny. All the rest of the specials, Kevin like brought. He brought them out. He was yeah. up front. I was like, "Hey, nah." You come at the end of my shit because I don't want you to be a distraction. Yeah, yeah. To people yeah. being excited about seeing you and then see because my it's my fucking night. You know what I mean? Yeah. So with him coming out the end and stamping it, oh, it was it worked. It was perfect. Yeah. It was fucking perfect. And you saw a difference. It worked. It big difference. Oh yeah. yeah. Big difference. Okay. But that's just like me. I, I knew exactly what I wanted my special to be. From you know, I had my kids open it up my special because I saw Damon Wayans do that. Yeah. How old are your kids? Uh, were they nine and eight? Nine, eight, and one. I got a nine, eight, and one, yo. But at the time, they were five, 
I don't know, like four or five, something like that. They were really little. I, when I watch it now, I almost tear up as on some dad shit. Cause they yeah. were so little and yeah, funny. Yeah. Uh, but I did it because I saw Damon Wayans do that with his HBO special, where he had little Damon and like, was, like I thought that was cute. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, I want to do that. And it I makes you a person. Yeah, yeah. It makes it. It makes it. And then I, and then because of Dolomite. I made an original song. Yeah. <laughs> I made a song called Relevant, which is the name of the special. I had my friend record an original song for it. And it's so funny. That's what I thought about. When he said it, I remember telling like, damn, fuck that. But I'm like, you don't have a song. Maybe I should have a song. <laughs> <laughs> and now you got one. Now I got one. Now I got a song. So what happened with the, you know, how what happened with the personal life? I mean, life is life. <laughs> so I got married at 28. Uh, I met my ex-wife. She used to come to the comedy. She used to come to Jokes and Notes. Yeah, for the Wednesdays? Yep. And she was a regular, too, like a regular fan. Mm-hmm. And Married a fan. I did that. <laughs> you said I did yeah, that. Yeah. Uh, it's a good way to lose a fan. But she's but she was but she was nice though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it, at that time I was looking to set I start like I was having I was having a great time. Like I'm hosting this high open mic for the last few years. And I was smart too. I, you know, some dudes would have probably banged every chick. Yeah. I didn't do that. I like so the. Fa- I, I like it was almost like my jokes was like my jokes was a stripper. Like I so sexy through my yeah. comedy. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like they all were there. Like, mm, mm. like <laughs> I mean, like fine motherfuckers. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> sometimes, sometimes I make myself laugh. How the fuck did I pull that off? <laughs> but it yeah. helped me though. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. And anyway, made you strong. I made oh, it just made you. It made, Chicago made me feel like a star. So when I went to New York and L.A., I felt like I was dope already. Yeah, confident. I had so much confidence. Yeah, like people yeah. used to ask me, "Why are you so confident?" Like, because of Chicago. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. got nervous. Like, nah. Yeah, you I got a place. This is a place there that loves me. So yeah. yes. Yeah. Uh, but I met her. This is, the funny story is I met her twice. I, the first time I met her, she went to Tennessee State University. And D. Ray, we used to do these colleges, and D. Ray used to send me out to the colleges early to promote the show. Yeah. So I'd be on somebody's campus for a week. It's almost like I was a student, right? You know what I mean? Just walking <laughs> around and shit, passing out flyers. So you really you worked for D. Ray? I basically did. Yeah. But because he gave me opportunity. Is he still your friend? Yeah. 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 He get, he's still my big brother because I yeah. appreciate the op. Like I, I'm so glad I had to work for these opportunities. Yeah, right? yeah. It wasn't just about being. I and, learned and learned. Yeah, I learned the hustle of it. You yeah, know what yeah. I'm saying? And um, so you're Tennessee. I'm at Tennessee State. I go to the library. I see this beautiful girl. Yeah, which was her. Yeah, I give her a flyer, flirt with her a little bit, and I just remember thinking like, dang, I just I just had a feeling about her. I don't know. Yeah. Years later, I ain't seen her again. Let's let's go five years later. Some shit, right? I do some black doctors thing in San Francisco and perform. They got like a black doctors union. I don't yeah. know what the fuck. Cor- whatever it is. Corporate gig? It wasn't even corporate because they all still students. It was like black medical students. Oh, okay. Some shit. Yeah. They were all doctors. Yeah. My manager at the time, Knowledge Beckham, uh, which was my first manager who was amazing, who big part of what everything, like that was basically my business partner my big brother, but he yeah. was fucking great. He ended up hollering at some, one of the girls there. He's like, yo, when you're in Chicago, come to the, you know, the Wednesday night. And she was friends with her and brought her. And when we first met again, I'm like, where the fuck do I know you from? Uh. And it took one of her friends to say, you don't remember meeting Rail at Tilly State? He maybe try to talk to you in the library? He's like, oh shit, that's you? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, hey. Yeah. And right away we hit it off. 
Like right away, yeah. right away, it was like I remember like so many chicks being jealous of her shit, like at the comedy club because I was yeah. I was professing my love on stage, like hey yeah I'm happy now, like because I talked about when I was on the mic I talked about whatever the fuck I had going on, sure yeah, good or bad, and that's yeah. what I was in. I mean, settle down, and I, it was like hmm, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, but she she was just dope. I mean like though I mean I would say this, and it's just more than telling the whole story. I think if we were older things would have been different i just don't yeah. think you should get married under 30 yeah not especially not if you're in this business and you on this rise sure yeah, yeah it's yeah. just like so what 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 uh what, what was straight what stressed it out stress life i mean like when my mom passed i i went in a dark place like yeah. in 09 right and i was still doing i remember like doing dumb shit and i it had to weigh on her like i was getting to fights in the club for no oh, fucking reason right. oh yeah but i was hurting i didn't fucking and i had to people don't realize when you when you still have to do comedy for a, for a living this is how you pay your bills how you raise your yeah. you know what i mean sure i didn't give myself time to mourn i just went to perform like it was like yeah, yeah you know what i mean like i didn't and then you try you. to work through it on stage and you ain't ready yet yeah it's just it's a heavy. lot it's just heavy you don't know what to do with this energy of and it depends on what the Sadness. situation was i was sad and i felt a lot of guilt you know why well my mom wrote a journal when she was sick because it happened really fast like she found out she had cancer and then like four or five months later she passed yeah um she wrote in a journal she was like you know and I remember one day I was in New Jersey and she was calling me and shit and then I like ignored it. Like I'm like, I got to, I'm getting ready for my show. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I when she left the journal I read it and it was like I was, you know, she was saying how like I was always the one person she could talk to about anything, any but I but she would wouldn't call me because she felt like I was bothered. she felt like she was bothering me. Uh, and I felt terrible, like, damn, I made you feel I got so caught up in my Yeah trying to make it shit. Yeah. That Damn, like I, you felt you, my mom. You felt like I was bothering you. Yeah, and I felt I felt terrible. About and you read that shit. after she died. Yeah. So that was that uh, shit. So, that shit weighed on me. Yeah, because there's nothing you can't make it right except for yourself. Sometimes I think because I used to keep the voice, the last voicemail she left me. I yeah. think somebody erased that motherfucker because I think they knew I kept listening to it. Oh. So after reading that, I just felt fucking bad. Like, yeah. And you know, I was just uh, me. Me and Jamie Foxx was actually talking about this last night. Because we was talking about Kanye, yeah. right? And, you know, most people are like, Kanye crazy, and this is where it is, yeah. just pitch for, you know? And, like, I watched I, I watched his interview, and I watched his TMZ thing, and I know what that looks like to be still hurting over some shit like that. Mm -hmm. And I think that guy is still mourning. His mom? His mom. And not just mourning, it feels guilt about that shit. Mm. You know, and I know what that looks like. It was so scary. I'm like, oh, fuck. I just wasn't famous when it was happening to me. Yeah. I probably people have, if this happened to me like like that, out of losing my, people thought I was fucking crazy. So that your regular your your, your regular personality starts to crack because you're hiding too much shit. You, hide, you create this weird ass bubble. You saying crazy shit. Like it, I, it's so weird watching this happen because yeah. I'm like, it kind of made me go back to like, oh fuck. Yeah. Because I remember having a conversation with my ex wife, and it'd be things I said to her that I don't even fucking remember. Yeah, because you were in too much pain. I didn't give a fuck. Yeah. Were you drinking or anything? Oh, uh, everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not everything, but like drinking, just like I was, because I was, I, I didn't, even the fights, I wanted a motherfucker to hit me. Yeah. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Like fucking hit me, please. Yeah, I was true. I was starting fights with people who would walk up to me and be like, "Hey, real, I'm a big fan. What you say, motherfucker?" Like, and it's like, uh, "Big, I said you big." And then you start fighting. Like, so you want you wanted to get punished. I wanted to get punished. <laughs> and it's so crazy that type of mindset. That's why, I, like, I'm looking at this shit and I'm like, "Oh no, that dude. I know he's. I don't agree with anything he's saying, but right. I know he just he don't. I don't know if he he's trying to maneuver around dealing with that. That's what you do. You try to maneuver around dealing with it. Yeah, yeah. And I'm going to tell you something. One thing I love about comedy is slowly but surely, that's what started helping me out there shit. Comedy. Comedy. Of course. What Fucking else have comedy. you got? Comedy. When I started doing my mom on stage and telling these stories and this yeah. and that, because I'll black out in character sometimes. Like I'll just, When I'm in character, I'm fucking in it. Yeah. And... It started making me remember conversations. I literally performed these conversations on stage. Oh, wow. And did you feel you got closure? I got closure from it. I mean, we all got our different ways of doing stuff. You know, me, I prayed about it. And, yeah. And I ended up having a dream where she just she just talked to me and told me everything was cool. Let, let you go. Yeah, Released chill. you. Yeah, you're good. What, yeah. are you, what are you talking about? Like, yeah. And also, you, you did the good thing with your little brother. Yeah. So, you know, that that's paying it forward, too, right? Well, I mean, it's paying it forward, but it's also like... But that's why that's why I I feel and I've been saying this and I, and I bring up Kanye again yeah. this last time. But it's like that's why I wouldn't mind talking to him. Like you need somebody to right to talk to. Like not just about this shit, but like what's fuck all that. Yeah, I, yeah. we know you're saying crazy. You got free spirit, free yeah. speech, all this. Okay, fine. What's up, bro? Yeah. Like, what, do you? Yeah, yeah. Does he does he have anybody like that? I anymore? don't think he does. I don't think he does. There's mm. no way this motherfucker could drive up to TMZ. Ain't nobody be like, hey man, I don't think you should do that. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you Where's have that money. guy? You could just do your own interview somewhere. Go talk yeah. to Mark Mar like, like Yeah. Where do you gonna... some chill. Yeah. Don't go to fucking TMZ. Why you doing it live? The man drove up to the, the, TMZ? the, the, the place, which is insane. <laughs> That's the other problem with him. He's a little insane. It, which I think that happens with that shit. If you don't deal with it, you lose your fucking mind. Especially if you're creative, too. We already have these. Yeah. And at the level of fame he's at, too, it's very isolating. It's very isolating. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, I just, I, I get that part of it. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I, you know. Don't you have a way to get to him? I, I, well, you know, it's funny. We do know the same fucking people. Yeah. And maybe soon it will happen. Because it. I, I, I I keep thinking about it. Like I like I really want to just talk to him and like. It feels like a lot of people have had enough, and it, it see I don't. I, there it seems like he's got friends that they may say they're tired of it, but they'll show back up for him eventually. But, but how do we have a? But this is what I hate about our fucking society. Right? Yeah, we had enough of this rapper yeah. venting, and we let every politician or fucking news like, do what the fuck they want to do. Yeah, and we not up up at arms about it. Yeah, yeah. That's, well, that's insane to me. Well, yeah, because you feel powerless somehow. Yeah. It's yeah. like, dude, we have a president Who, yeah, that just don't give a fuck. It's a monster. And like, it's a fucking disaster. <laughs> it's a fucking disaster every day. But you don't, did you feel like you can do anything about it? And I think that's the other thing that Kanye compounded it with. It's like, why are you going to start aligning yourself with this monster that we have no control over? Yeah. It, it's, it's. He's in, but I see what you're saying, though, now. I see. You feel that self-punishment drive. Yeah. yeah. That there's grief there, and he, he feels guilty about something, so he's bringing it all down on himself. He, and he's creating other stuff to distract it. Uh-huh. That's why he's taking on all this but he, shit. But he's also, he's also making his fans and, and everybody that had any love for him, you know, question him. But that's why I, this is where I, 
and that's why I think I feel like I'm different in a way when it's like as far as heart goes. This guy inspired the fuck out of me. When a college dropout album came out, just being from Chicago, yeah, I was like, yo, this dude made it. Yo, I can I can get I can make it too. Oh shit. Yeah. Cause we saw Ye at the comedy club. We saw Ye made it, fam. Oh shit. God, yeah. Ye is famous. Yeah. We all can get out of here. Yeah. And that's the first time I've ever felt like that. And because of that, I'd like applaud him. I'd like love that dude for that. Yeah. So when I see somebody hurting that I felt like inspired me like that. I don't want to see nothing crazy happen to him because we're doing this shit. Right, right. Point. He's just yeah. talking shit. Yeah. <laughs> he could say slavery didn't exist if he wanted to, but it don't change shit. Yeah. It happened. <laughs> yeah. So why are we just debating with this motherfucker that said something stupid? <laughs> right. You just We boy. forgot what we used to do to people that say shit stupid. Remember back in the day, people say something stupid, like, ah, this motherfucker's stupid. Yeah. And you just, you didn't listen to it. Right. <laughs> you didn't bring it back up you're like alright that's so you're saying you gotta look past it just yeah. if you don't wanna buy that man yeah. music or whatever the case may be do that shit like all this like I don't wanna see somebody harm themselves that looks like they're hurting right right yeah well hopefully maybe you can get through to them man I hope I mean you know we'll see I, I, don't, I keep bringing it I brought it up twice already but like I feel I, he's saying shit just like cause I watched both interviews I, the the one with Charlemagne was really good, and you could see I I could see people's pain easily. Yeah, and the, I think people are upset because they don't know themselves too. Yeah, I'm a person. I know who the fuck I am. I I've been through the worst of it. When people are constantly looking for heroes, yeah, you making heroes out of people. I, I, and it's just funny, ironically, me doing Get Out and they you know Jordan making me a hero. Yeah. You start to understand. That's why people are so happy. Oh my God! He, you're a hero. <laughs> yeah. All I did was pick him up. Yeah. <laughs> you know. You know what I mean? Like yeah. we're searching for heroes so fucking so bad. bad. We want. We want to be saved. Yeah. Instead of like, instead of you becoming a hero. Yeah. Yeah. Stop looking for somebody else to do this shit. And I think that's where everybody be like, I'm so fucking hurt. He's hurting. He ain't hurt me. I mean, like, I'm more hurt that he looks like he's hurting. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 And it yeah. happens to comedians. I mean, comedians have meltdowns. I think that's what I think. We've seen comics have meltdowns. Yeah. Not as much as we used to. I used to. Yeah. It used to be. It used to happen a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Back before cell phones could take pictures, <laughs> there's always a dude losing his shit somewhere. It still is, though. It's still like, you know, you still, every once in a while, Cause I I keep myself I do keep a tight circle, but every once in a while when you're just hanging out at the comedy club and yeah. you hear like the bitter conversations, like <laughs> oh, you I, mean off stage? Oh yeah, my yeah. god! Yeah, it's yeah. like what the fuck? Like sometimes when I go to Chicago and I hear comics say shit, like yeah, yeah see now what you got to do is like yeah, do do y'all know y'all don't know what the fuck y'all talking about? <laughs> <laughs> well, we did it too, but you were working, you know. Like there's always been that guy. That's yeah. nothing new. Yeah, but that's why like I've always at least tried to keep myself around. I've always had a positive mindset about this shit. Yeah. And it's friends I still have in this business that I don't talk to as much anymore because they haven't changed their yeah. their mindset. That's right, right. They're still they're still morbid or yeah. morose or cynical or bitter. Yeah. Yeah, and you know and but they must be have people in their life that that want to keep them that way cuz I, I think so. Yeah, cuz I was certainly more bitter and uh and I just needed to deal with it. Yeah. You know, to open up the the heart a little bit. How do you get along with your ex and your kids? You all right? Well, yeah, we. I mean, so Brittany and Judah, which is my daughter's nine, my son is eight. Yeah, uh, 
me and Verena, we good. I mean, right. we, we, you know, we co parent. It ain't nothing is ever perfect in this shit. Yeah. Especially when you start making money. Right. Um, that that's what makes things harder. Sure, like always, yeah. Money, yeah. Um, and then Harlem, the little one, one year old, um, me and his mom, we cool. I mean, he's yeah. trying to figure. It's such a weird situation, but he's such a beautiful kid. A beautiful kid. You're not with her either. Not at all. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm very single. Guy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I can't wait to meet her. Whoever this is, <laughs> fuck this is, so I can stop all this shit and just chill the fuck out. Yeah. Because I would love to settle again. I, yeah. I don't. It's so funny too, cause you you know your homeboys like, man, if I was you, shit, I'd be out here like, fam, yeah. you're not me, okay? It's not that it don't. It's not as easy yeah. as you think it is. It's out here just slanging your dick everywhere, like you know what I mean? Like, and also no. that, where does that go? I mean, it's like there's always part of your brain that wants that because it feels good, yeah. it's exciting, you know, new people. But like, where does it go? Nowhere. <laughs> it know? goes nowhere. It's like, and I, it, I had to get real old to really realize that but it you know it's a real it's like drugs it's like anything else yeah it feels great but you know there's no free ride they're gonna you're not you can't just go out there and do that and not be held accountable that's what's so interesting about being with somebody that that gives you kind of peace in a way mm -hmm. right like come like literally like because not, not the more work i have to do now like the more responsibility i have mm-hmm I just want to come home and like kind of just talk to her about it. Like, yeah, this is what happened today. How was your day? You know what I mean? Like, sure. Just, and yeah. just leave it at that. Right now, it's just like it's so many different. I don't remember what. Do yeah, you nothing. Do again? It's not grounded. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. And there's so yeah, and then you doing it's all work. It's all work. Yeah. I, I don't want. I don't want to keep doing it no more, man. I'm like, it's yeah. so funny to get to that place now, but that's why I'm at with. I'm like, I'm done, yo. I just want to like. I just want to chill. I want to settle down. And I've been saying it more out loud lately so it can happen. Maybe he manifested. Manifested, man. Because yeah. it's like, I'm, I've had my fun, man. All right. Well, I, I, well I, I'll keep, uh, you know, you said it here. <laughs> maybe, 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 maybe something coming. You'll be getting some weird mail. I know, but most of the women I date probably like, oh, fuck real. Because I like, I meet some amazing women. Yeah. Like lately, I've met some great women. But yeah. like, to me, it's always something like, eh, especially after you've been, I've been married before, so like. Yeah, but yeah, it's always going to be something, dude. I know. I'm glad you said it. So it, it has to be something that will make, it is something in me that, I need something that makes me feel bad. Yeah. Or makes me feel like I need to talk to you. And it's, it's been one woman that's been close to that, but it's like. <laughs> you, that makes, uh, what do you mean you need something that makes you feel bad? Like like if I'm in a situation where I'm on a road yeah. and a bunch of badass chicks come in yeah. and, I, and, and I don't think about you right away. Yeah. I'm like, oh, come on, man. You don't want to hurt her. Right. If I don't have that shit, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's not, it's not, it's just not going to work. Like, you uh, need to feel, you, you're, I need you're, to feel bad. You, like, you, uh, like a guilty motherfucker. You got to, you, you got to feel the guilt right gotta away. Feel the guilt. Go, yeah. go in my room and FaceTime yeah. her. Right, right. Hey, I, yeah. I had a good what do I that. stand to lose? Yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. yeah. Well, it's great talking to you, buddy. I'm glad we, uh, we did this. Man, we talked about a lot. We did. It was great. And uh, uh, continued success. And uh, I'm excited about I uh, hope the new show goes. And I'm looking forward to seeing the movie. Yeah, Uncle Drew, man. It's going to be It's going to be. When's crazy. it out? June 29th. All right, man. Thanks, man. Okay, that was me and Lil Rel. Howry. Very funny guy. Sweet guy. It's kind of cool to hear that history about the Chicago comedy scene. Kanye and it was good I enjoyed it 
Uh, vintage WTF posters are back in the swag store. Go to podswag.com slash WTF or go to the merch page of WTFpod.com. We've got five posters up there, all signed by me, some of them limited edition. So there's that. I'm going to play a riff. All right. You know, like, even if you don't listen to the guitar part and even if it annoys you or even if it's, like, redundant, Brendan makes some files and uses them later. Yeah, so... So that 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 happens despite you. <laughs>